So as we become Christians, as we are born again, we become new creations in Christ. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, Now, behold, we are a new creation. We are a new species. We are something that has been created that has never existed before. So I want to look at three seeds that we can plant so we can see the new man. We can see in the Bible as we go through the New Testament that there's a three-dimensional way that we have been saved. We have been saved the time when I was saved and also looking back and when Jesus was slain as the lamb before the foundation of the world that was in the past but now I am saved. That was when I believed in my heart and confessed with my mouth that Jesus is Lord, that he is the son of God and that he's coming back again. And as I believe that I am saved right now in this moment, in this present reality. And then looking forward, so the three dimension is past, present, and future in my salvation, in this new man. And I'm looking forward to the salvation as Jesus is coming again. And also I'm looking forward as I'm looking at the word of God and meditating on the word of God and how, how that salvation begins to bring progressive revelation of his love, of his goodness, of his kindness, and all those things that he extended to me in the, in the past and also in the present. So that's what I want to talk to you about this week. My name is Kara Marie Morris. Thank you for tuning in to the Words in Season podcast. Remember that every time that you open the word of God, that Jesus has a word in season for you. So this week, I want to look at three seeds that we can plant so we can see the new man. You know, sometimes it feels like, am I really a new creation in Christ? Because the old man, he is trying to come up. He is trying to rule my life in toxic thinking and living in the past and the devil bringing up memories of this is what you used to be, this is what you used to do and bringing condemnation and fear and anxiety. But I wanna plant seeds into my future of what the new man is so I can see that new man. And I had a privilege when I was younger that that my mom and, and I grew up in a church where the, the importance of the word was placed in our life and was planted in our hearts. So these are three things that were planted in me that were deep seated in me when I was a young kid of who I am in Christ. And now years and years, decades and decades later, even in the hardest times in my life, these are the things that come up. So I'm just going to give you these three things and then we're going to go over some scriptures that go along with them. So the first one is, I'm a winner, not a whiner. Let me tell you, when I was a kid and my mom would have us recite these declarations and these confessions, that is the last thing that I wanted to do. She would get us up in the summertime and have a little mini Bible study or Bible school with our own folders and she'd have us open our Bibles and look at those things. But like it says, it says when you teach your kids the word of God when they're young, they won't depart from it. And it was planted in my heart and now I am reaping a harvest as an adult. When I'm feeling lonely, when I'm feeling frustrated, when I'm feeling angry or anxious, what comes up in, in my heart? I'm a winner, not a whiner. The second one is 
I'm a finisher, not a quitter. <laughs> the third one is I'm a victor, not a victim. And in this world, the devil makes us want to feel and makes us paint this, wants us to paint this picture of yes, being a victim is the best thing that you can do. And yes, you should be offended. And yes, look at all the things that were wrong and have been wrong in your life. But we can say in Christ that we are no longer victims, no matter what has happened to us, and no matter what will happen to us, or no matter what happens and what people say about us, we are not victims of the circumstances. So some scriptures um, that I want to look at here is in Numbers 11. In Numbers 11, this is talking about the Israelites as they were brought out of 400 years of slavery. What is Numbers 11 one first says? Now the people complained about their hardships. Now the people complained. They had been released from slavery and they were going into the land of promise but they begin to complain. And starting in verse four, it says, the rabble with them began to crave other food. And again, the Israelites started wailing and said, if we only had meat to eat, we remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost, and also the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic. But now we have lost our appetite and we never see anything but this manna. So it was a miracle that God was raining down food in the desert for millions of people every day, consistently, never missing a day, never one of them going hungry or not having enough. But because they begin to complain, they missed the miracle that God had in their life. So that's what happens. Being a whiner keeps me in a mental wilderness and makes me only see the problem and makes that my God, rather than the God who is providing for me, who's giving me breath in my lungs and has provided me another day on this earth. And being a whiner blinds me to see the provision that God has for me. And being a whiner makes me a burden to those around me. It goes on and says, when Moses heard the people of every family wailing at the entrance of their tents, the Lord became exceedingly angry and Moses was troubled. And he asked the Lord, why have you brought this trouble on your servant? And when I become a whiner, I become a burden to those people around me. Nobody wants to be around someone who's constantly, uh, someone who's complaining, someone who's whining, someone who's criti criticizing what's going on. You know, one of the things that's a, a great truth to learn in my life is that anyone can criticize. Anyone can stand in the back of the room and pick out all the things that are wrong with the people that are there, whether it's church or work or concert, but it takes courage to believe. It takes courage to trust. It takes courage to say, yes, there is good still. And to say, yeah, I'm a winner, not a whiner. I know you're